Welcome to the Face Yoga Expert podcast, coming up. Everyone that you meet has a different vibe, a different energy. And human design is just a way of telling you what your energy looks like and how to, um, I guess, really lean into that to really become the most you version of you that you're meant to be, um, which is very, very different from, I guess, the... Um, you know the advice that we get from certain like gurus or teachers or whatever it is where it's like you know everyone is giving this advice that's kind of like he is the same advice for everyone human design is like extremely extremely tailored just to you i'm your host danielle collins and i'm the world leading face yoga expert best-selling author of the book danielle collins face yoga and creator of the international teacher training program the danielle collins face yoga method 17 years ago, I healed myself from chronic illness and I've spent the last 15 years teaching, sharing and serving millions of people in person, on TV and online to help them look and feel the best version of themselves. This podcast is about giving you simple, effective, natural tips and advice and sharing knowledge and insight from industry experts. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, please share it on social media as it means so much if you took a moment to rate and review this podcast as it allows more people to feel healthier and happier naturally. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. This is the Face Yoga Expert Podcast. Hello, how are you doing today? I hope you are as safe and well as possible. Now, I have got a lovely guest on the show this week. I've got Jenna Zoe. Now, if you don't already know Jenna Zoe, she is the leading authority on human design. Now, many of you listening may already know about human design. You may even know what your human design energy type is. But if you don't, Jenna is here to explain exactly what it means. And when you understand which human design type you are, it really helps you to better understand your health, your well-being, what you should be eating, how you should be sleeping. It gives you a great understanding into who you really are and how you should be living. Now, Jenna takes us through all five energy types. She also talks about her journey into human design and how she started getting really interested in it and then how she became such a world-leading authority in human design. Jenna also gives some really lovely tips on self-care, on how she looks after herself. And she also gives us some really informative and interesting ways that we can look after ourselves during this pandemic. It's a great episode and Jenna is a guest I've wanted on the show ever since I started the Face Yoga Expert podcast. So let's get into the episode and I really hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hi, Jenna. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Face Yoga Expert podcast. How are you today? I'm so great, Danielle. I'm so excited to talk to you. I I absolutely love your work and I follow all of your Instagram videos and the little instructions on YouTube, everything. So I'm super, super excited to be here. Oh, that's so lovely to hear. But right back at you. I am obsessed by your Instagram. I just love everything you talk about. And what I'd like to do is just start off actually talking about what human design is, because some people listening may be big fans of yours or already know a lot about human design. But there may be some people who haven't actually heard about human design before. So can we start just by talking a little bit about what it is and what it means? Yeah. So human design, it's a new modality. It's a part science, part art that measures your energy, basically. And, you know, I think we all know, no matter if we're super into woo-woo or we're super practical minded, 
everyone that you meet has a different vibe, a different energy. And human design is just a way of basically telling you what your energy looks like and how to, I guess, really lean into that to really become the most you version of you that you're meant to be, which is very, very different from, I guess, you know, the advice that we get from certain like gurus or teachers or whatever it is where it's like, you know, everyone is giving this advice that's kind of like he is the same advice for everyone. Human design is like extremely, extremely tailored just to you. And it basically will tell you all the things that you need to not be doing anymore that you may have been told that they were good for you, right? Like, for example, have a morning routine or get up early or be consistent. And those things don't necessarily help some people be more successful or more happy or have more flow in their lives where it does help some other people. That's just one example. So it's just like an instruction manual on how to use your energy basically to let your life flow more and have success with more ease. Love that. And there's five types, isn't there, in human design? Yes, there are five. So what we call energy types This Mm -hmm. is like the first thing that we talk about in human design, where, you know, when you think about astrology, you have like 12 signs. And that's the first thing you talk about when you talk about astrology is like, what's your sun sign? Um, With human design, we have five energy types. And the energy types are basically instructions on how to use your energy. So it's almost like how you operate in a sense, like how do you I guess, like manifest things into your life. How do good things, blessings, opportunities, what's the mechanics by which you're meant to bring those into your life, essentially? And that's what your energy type is really here to tell you. Amazing. Um, And that's the first thing that we talk about when we talk about human design, because if you learn how to use your energy right, then a lot of the other stuff will find it, it, you'll find it naturally ends up falling into place too. That's so cool. And should we go through each of the types? Maybe you could just yeah. talk us through a little bit about them. So should we start yeah. off with manifestors? Yeah. So manifestors are basically people who, they're only 9% of the population. And manifestors are people who every single king and ruler and person that created a war or anything like that in history has always been a manifestor. So what they say about manifestors is that they're people who are really here to create movements. And think about like famous manifestors are like J.K. Rowling, J.R.R. Tolkien, Gloria Steinem. They're really people who create new world within this world, if you can think about it that mm-hmm. way. And so the manifestors are really people who come to be, they have such big energy naturally when they're born. But if you can imagine, if you give birth to a manifested child, a lot of the time in the paradigm that we've grown up in, you know, the advice, the good parenting advice is to discipline your kids, to not let them be too big or too loud or too wild or, you know, too in charge type of thing. So a lot of the time manifestors kind of get smallened. (laughs) It's not a word, but it's a word I use a lot. (laughs) They get smallened a lot. And so the biggest challenge for manifestors becomes that they are so afraid to just be themselves and to be loud and big and own that and be okay with it and not view it as, you know, that making them bad or threatening or that people won't like them for example they can often really get stuck into people pleasing and not really taking action because they're so paralyzed for fear of being disliked so that that's manifested for you and when they're really living what we call living their design meaning using their human design properly they really are the people who start to just create new movements that all of us can then get on the train of right so think about like you know, Gloria Steinem, she created a whole new movement that other people got on the train of. And it's not necessarily always that obvious, but manifestors are people who other people love to follow, if that makes sense, and and to follow them down the track that they're going down. And that's what will happen when they naturally are, you know, getting rid of all the fears of what might happen if they are so big. 
That's amazing. And what is so interesting yeah. about this is obviously you can go and you can get your chart done so easily online. But often when you just hear these descriptions, you suddenly start thinking of people that you know that are literally yeah. that person. And I remember yeah. with Manifesto, when I first came across this and I was chatting to you earlier, Jenna, wasn't I, about when mm-hmm. I came across this, maybe a bit more, I think. And mm-hmm. I remember reading this and going, oh, my goodness. And thinking of this one person in my life who was thinking wow. such a manifesto. Oh, my goodness. And That's it just so helps cool. you understand them so much better. You know, even if you're not going to go and say, OK, I need your exact birth time and go through. Maybe you're not sort of that. You know that maybe they wouldn't be open to that or maybe mm-hmm. you're not close enough to them to actually ask them that. It's so nice. It helps you better understand people I find that's been one of the biggest things that I've learned about human design that actually it's made yeah. me so much more understanding of the differences of people in my life which is amazing and then there's something yeah. which is similar isn't there to manifesta but slightly different the manifesting generator yeah so it probably is better if I talk about generators next because then yes. manifesting generators will make sense makes sense yeah. um but generators are basically people who are ruled by their gut so you know how everybody says, you know, you have that gut feeling and you feel it in your gut. Well, what's interesting is not everybody feels things literally in their gut. All of us have intuition, but we feel it in a different way. It speaks to us all differently. And generators are basically people who are really ruled by their gut, meaning that when something from the outside excites you, you feel it in your body. You feel more physically energized or excited, or you feel this like, you know, you might sit up in your chair a bit more and go, oh my God, yes, or, mm, that sounds good or whatever it is. And so generators essentially what they're here to do is they're here to be so lit up and excited by their own lives and all the things that they're doing that what ends up happening is the reason why they're called generators because they generate energy meaning that when they're in the process of doing something that excites them so much they create more energy for other people around them too so it's like they're so full up of themselves that they have this excess and they it's like they become so sparkly and juicy and magnetic that it kind of like spreads over into everyone else who's around them and when you're when you meet a generator that is doing what they love, it's like you just want to be around them all the whole time. It's like their energy is like addictive and you just love their presence and their vibe. So think of people like Oprah and JLo and Beyonce. It's like they just love what they're doing and the world can't get enough of them. Amazing. Now the biggest, yeah. And the biggest challenge with generators is that, you know, when you're a child and, you know, you get told to do things that you don't want to do. Um, like go to your grandmother or something and you didn't want to do it you actually got praised for doing things you didn't want to do and so with generators that can be a real trap because when they do things they don't want to do they're not creating any energy so they're not actually helping anyone they're not lifting anyone up but they get so stuck in the cycle of like feeling like they need to be doing things for others all the time feeling like they need to have be doing all these duties instead of realizing that actually the way that you help people the most is not by figuring out how to help people or guilting yourself into helping people, but by just prioritizing the fact that you could be so excited and lit up by things that when other people around you, they become more inspired, they become more energized, they become more productive, they become so many different things. But you don't always see when someone is more productive just because they've been with you because you know, you see them when, before they, when they come in, then they're around you and then they leave and you might not see that, oh my gosh, okay, well, as soon as I left this person, I got a ton more done than I normally would do. Or when I'm around this person, I feel more chatty or more clear in my mind or whatever it is. So that's really what generators are here to do. And at the moment, we have a rising number of generators on the planet because 
what we really need is everybody to be lifted, to be more energized out of this funk that we're in now, where the whole of the Western world, for example, is like burnt out, uninspired, feeling blah. And it's generators that will really lift us out of that sort of lower energy force. That's amazing. And I did the mm. um, the chart of, well, my immediate family, so my husband and my two daughters. So my husband, Bruce, and my youngest daughter, Lilia, are both generators. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh. you've described them beautifully there, uh, I think. Yeah. And what's interesting as well to note there is when you do put in your details to do your chart online, um, which is completely mm-hmm. free to do, by the way, isn't it? It's, and it takes minutes. Yeah. It's super easy to do. You do get a very unique chart as well, don't you? So you can be a generator, but then there's always a number afterwards, isn't there? And that number gives you your very unique design. Am I right? in saying that so uh your energy type is the first thing which is the thing we're discussing now Mm -hmm. and then you have something else called your authority which tells you how to make decisions yeah like which part of your body to listen to then you have what's called your profile which is those numbers and that describes your personality to you Mm -hmm. and then within that you have so many different numbers will come up which all describe different gifts that are inherent to you different challenges that you have to overcome different fears a way that is perfect for you to eat, a a perfect environment for you, the way you're supposed to be motivated, the things that you're meant to be thinking about, the way you focus, the way you strategize, and down to, you know, where are you supposed to be motivated by money or fame or none of those things? Or, I mean, it's so, so deep and so layered. But the first three things that we talk about, yes, are energy type, um, which is the one we're talking about now, the authority, how to make decisions, how to receive guidance, and then profile which is your personality how you come across to yourself and also to the world I love that that's amazing Mm -hmm. and then there's that sort of fusion of the two isn't there the manifesting generator which my daughter Lucia is so when I did her her chart she came out as a manifesting generator yes so manifesting generators are a sort of hybrid combination between generators and manifestors and they're a type all their own and manifesting generators are really people who are here to do many different things and so they're very multi-passionate they're very multi-directional and so they're often the people that like I use Jessica Alba as an example a lot because she's an actress but then she also has like her eco baby line right Mm -hmm. if she at 20 years old had said I want to be this I want to do you know I want to have an eco line and be an actress people would say no stick to one thing that's not possible you're deluded or whatever but all manifesting generators have that thing where they're like so many things light them up like the generator it's important that they're lit up in that feeling in their gut but there's with generators you have more of a steady love of something where it's like generators you know they're here to master something they're really here to like you know reach the top of one thing whereas manifesting generators it's a bit more playful and a bit more sort of all over the place but in a good way mm-hmm. and they're really here because they are such capable people that can take on so much and they can handle trying playing the harp for three months and then being over it and then they move on to the next thing right because for them they master things very very quickly so they'll just be getting the lesson or the skill or whatever it is much quicker than everybody else to pick it up and then they need to move on it's not to say that they don't find steady careers but there's always that multi-passionate multi-directional element to it that's uh, very unlike all the other types and so with manifesting generators their main sort of like pain point that they need to overcome is to try and keep putting them inside the, the sort of like linear box that the world paints for life and careers like you know you reach 20 then you find your career then you get married then you da, 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 you know that whole path and manifesting generators need to overcome that because they are the people that are then here to teach us and show us a different way of doing a life essentially and, and being more sort of out of the box 
So that's really manifesting generators. And you can think of, you know, like I said, Jessica Alba's one, mm-hmm. Tony Robbins is one, he's all over the place in a good way. Angelina Jolie is another one, you know, she's like adopting and then she's acting, then she's directing, then she's doing stuff with the UN. Both the Beckhams are the same. They have like a ton of different things going on. So those are some really good examples of, of manifesting generators. That's great. I love that. Now let's move on to projectors. And I know you're a projector and I'll just very briefly um, tell everyone the story that I talked to you about beforehand. So I just wanted to take a very brief pause in this episode to tell you a little bit about an exciting new course I have just launched. So this is not a teacher training course. It's for everyone. It's 10 days of face yoga. Over the 10 days, you get a 10 minute video each day, which leads you through a structured face yoga program. You also get a digital copy of my book, Danielle Collins Face Yoga. And at the end of your course, you get a lovely fun quiz, which is great for just refreshing your memory about a few of the techniques. Now, if you've already got a physical copy of my book, then this is still a wonderful course for you. It leads you through how to do the techniques in video format. It means you get a digital copy of the book as part of it and really enables you to have a very structured program. If you haven't already got my book, it's a great opportunity to get my book, but also to get videos with it. And by doing this, enable you just to go through each of the videos and enjoy some motivating face yoga every single day. So if you just head to faceyogaexpert.com slash shop, and it's the second product down on the shop, it's £29.99 British pounds, and you can convert it to dollars. There's the option there to do either. So head to the website now, and I hope you enjoy the course. Let's get back to this week's episode. So when I first came across human design, I've just been so sure that I'm a projector. And even to this day, when I read stuff about the way projectors should live, the way they should sleep, the way they should eat, how many hours they should work, everything like that, how much energy they've got, it really speaks to me. And it's completely inside me in my gut. I feel that's what I am. Now, I can't find my birth certificate. So when we moved house, I thought, right, I'll find my birth certificate. And I haven't yet found it. Now, I know I can go and get a copy and I'm going to go and do that. And the only little thing I found was a little sort of piece of paper that was obviously at the front of my cot when I was in hospital. And it's got a birth Mm. time on it. And I asked my mum, and when I asked my mum, she said a certain certain time she said seven something and this said 655 in the morning so that's what I put in the chart and when I put it in the chart it came up as generator now you said to me earlier that I could well be a generator because a generator 5-1 is what it came out mm-hmm. as which that mm-hmm. could could be me because when you look deeper into that that could could definitely be me in some ways but you also said that you can relate to things in different types as well can't you so even though you might yeah relate to one but then your chart says something else then you can certainly sort of relate to another one so I'm still unsure what I am if anybody's wondering what (laughs) I am but you know for sure that you're a projector so maybe you could talk to us a little bit about projectors yeah so projectors are basically um people that are here every single projector on this planet sees something in a different way or sees a new way of doing things or a better way or a more efficient way of doing something and so every projector is, is basically here to share that specific point of view or that specific efficiency gain or that specific hack for, to other people. And so you think about 
a lot of people, I mean, you can be a projector in tech, right? Inventing a new system, or you could be a lawyer doing it a different way, or you could be guiding people, you could be doing Reiki. It doesn't really matter what it is. It's just that as a projector, you have to really figure out like, what is it that I do differently that really isn't sort of um, being done? Or how can I help um, all the generators and manifesting generators and manifestors, what we call energy types, because when they're doing something they love, they create so much energy. And essentially, when they're living their design, it creates so much energy. And sometimes that energy can sort of stop you from seeing things so clearly because you're so kind of like in your own energy and it's on that vibe and you're in that train. So sometimes you need a projector to say, hey, try going instead of A to B, try A to B.1 or something, right? Mm-hmm. So really, projectors are here to just guide other people, other systems. Now, the biggest sort of thing with projectors, though, is that they get so caught up on trying to act like you know, superhuman, uh, they, they have this big productivity wound, meaning that they really feel they're constantly controlled by this need to show everyone else how much they do and how much they're kind of energizing and how much, you know, they almost try to act like manifesting generators when they're not. And so that really, you know, stops them from being in their own uh, niche. And so that's the big thing with projectors is like, stop reaffirming to yourself and to others how much work you know, how much of a productivity person you are. Now, everybody, no matter what type they are right now, is undergoing a real sort of like reframe and a need to reassess our relationship with the workplace because we're not really, we're moving into a new time now where we're not going to have to be sort of slaving away and work can be something, it should be something that we enjoy as well. But projectors are really the people who are here to, to show that lesson, I guess. So that's projectors. And often in their childhood, you know, because they do see things, in a different way, if they volunteer that too much, you know, they can easily be called bossy or know-it-all or smarty pants or any of that stuff, which also shuts down their connection to that that new seeing. Um, and so that's another big thing for them to overcome if they're going to be in there, if they're going to be living their design, basically. Definitely. And with projectors, I'm always interested um, about what you say in terms of what they should sort of how much they should work in a day, um, how they Mm -hmm. should sleep. Could you just talk us through that briefly? Every type has different ways that they should be sleeping, approaching sleep, approaching how they, you know, structure their day, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Even within the energy types, there are some there are some variables. But as a projector, you know, when we talk about work, with them because it's so much about seeing and processing in their own mind their output let's say should only be two to three hours of output a day even though you're necessarily not necessarily then you're just sitting on the couch watching Netflix the rest of the day but in terms of the interaction with people that they're creating the the making some output it should be only two to three hours because the rest of the time you need it to be observing to be seeing to maybe be learning if that if that's um also in your design however it is that you pick up your seeing a new way of doing things or seeing your efficiency gain it's it's much more about like studying or observing or learning taking in rather than always putting out and again that's something that they're really trying to they're really here to herald into the planet but the reason why that's a little bit different than the generators manifesting generators and manifestors is because those three um, when generators and manifesting generators are doing what they love they could do it all day and not get tired when they're doing something that they don't love they can be burnt out from doing absolutely nothing mm-hmm. and with manifestors their energy work, works in bursts so they could be like all of a sudden inspired to do something or get an urge to do something because they're very spontaneous all of a sudden go and do it and they could be like high 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 productivity for like two hours but once that's done then they then they, they sort of like 
crash out again, right? So it's like fits and starts. So everyone's energy works very differently. Yeah, so with projectors, I'm so interested in that side of it. And that's what I, when I was sort of reading it through and looking at it, that's what spoke to me so much about that output for two to three hours a day, you know, and then the rest of the time observing and learning and just taking it slower pace. You know, that spoke to me massively. And that's something which, um, and also, you know, not making your own energy as well. You know, that's something that massively spoke to me. And I really felt... That's me completely. And yeah. I'm always super, super interested in reflectors. Now, reflectors, yeah. as far as I know, are less than 1% of the population. Is that right? Exactly. Mm. So they're super rare beings. Yes. And reflectors are really, I call them the chameleons of society because the thing about reflectors is that they are the most able to morph into other if you're a reflector you can probably identify with being all of the four other types that we just described okay because they are so um open in their energy and they're so chameleon like that depending on what their environment is who they're around they become such different versions of themselves now the big i guess trick with them or the big issues that they have in in life is that life is constantly trying to tell you to define yourself i'm this kind of person or i'm that or this is my, you know, my Briggs personality, or this is my astrology, this is my whatever, my human design, that the world loves the label and reflectors often limit themselves by saying, I'm this, I'm that. Um, think even in this, from a spiritual perspective, there's so much of like finding yourself and knowing who you are and all that stuff. And that's like absolutely wrong for reflectors because they're supposed to embrace that they can change from one minute to the next. And that's our real wisdom because, you know, there's that principle in spirituality of, you know, the other person is just a reflection of you. The reason that they're called reflectors is because they're able to reflect back other people in such a deep way that other people can't. So reflectors are, what we say is that they belong sort of in the center of our community as a person that all of us can kind of go and check to really show us who we are and how we, you know, what the things we might not be seeing in ourselves because we will see them in that reflector. So if you have a friend that's a reflector or you know somebody that's a reflector, watch out and listen out for all the things that you describe that reflector as because those would be a direct tell of actually all the things that you cannot see in yourself and so that's that's great wisdom that they give us if they're really fully detaching from needing to be this a consistent type of person all the time and that's their real challenge in life that's so interesting oh my goodness I just mm. love this channel mm. and how did you yeah, it's just uh, like I love it and how did yeah. you first come across human design because I know it's quite a new thing in some ways but it's definitely something that you've brought to the forefront of people's attention and you're definitely the leading authority on it now so how where did your journey start I think it was maybe five and a half years ago now someone did my chart for me and they were also doing a bunch of other things at the same time and I remember really honing in on oh what's the human design thing though because he took this guy took my birth time and my birth date and then he told me all these things about me that was so accurate and I was like I just have to figure out how this works and what this is and how have I never heard about this before and you're right it was discovered in 1987 so it was the same year I was born so it's only 33 years old it was the same and, year as um, he was born oh yeah my, well, oh, it in, um, that is it just came in 18 days before I was born <gasps> which is crazy oh my goodness Jenna. yeah it's like you were just yeah. made to share this oh my gosh that gave me chills <laughs> when you said that <laughs> yeah and um 
I started doing it, you know, just for fun. I started reading all the books and studying it and all these kinds of things. And I had no intention of going into it as a, as a career, but I just started doing friends and family. The word spread super quick. And literally before I knew it, I was making more money with that than I was in my actual um, sort of full-time job. I had a, I had a food business at the time. And so then that's when I really had to reassess that, okay, maybe I need to go in this direction and, and give my, my sort of side hobby more attention than I'm, than I'm giving it sort of thing. And then from there, I just sort of, you know, one thing led to another and, and here we are. Wow. That's amazing. And does it feel to you now like you're doing the thing that you're meant to be doing? Because like you say, you had a food business before and I know you had a mm. career a bit more in the corporate world before that. Yeah. Does it feel right for you? Do you think you found sort of your place and, and, and your real calling? Yeah. I mean, from a human design perspective, when we talk about finding your purpose, mm -hmm. we talk much more about not necessarily the job description, but asking ourselves, does this job allow me to share and be in the presence of, I guess, the gifts that come naturally to me? Yes. So I always say to people when they're trying to figure out their sort of like perfect job, I almost say like try to reverse engineer it. Mm -hmm. Try to get really clear on the things that you do so naturally and so easily that maybe you've judged or even dismissed because you don't think that they're that important right someone says oh I'm good at arranging flowers or I'm good at bringing people together but that's not going to do anything well maybe it is because yeah. maybe you'll be the top you know event planner in the country right like you need to yeah. we're so um limited in the way that we see things because we think that we either have to be you know incredible at sort of academics or we have to be really talented at an art like a you know a, be an amazing singer or whatever and you know that's that's how limited we are with with what we think in terms of like how careers can be we're, we're really living in a time when you can basically create your own career yeah and there's so much freedom to do it so I always advise people to think about what are the things that I do that I almost assume that everyone else does them so easily as well but maybe they don't right like maybe not everyone is as good at bringing people together as me maybe not everyone is as good at you know describing things and making things simple or, you know, for you, like maybe not everyone understands the way to, you know, make these exercises and, you know, all those mm -hmm. different types of things that you do. So that's the things that we need to get clear on because the job will sort of like have to morph itself around that. And the job is here to serve you, not the other way around. So for me, I guess I always knew that I was very good with communication. I knew I was very good with being able to explain things, complicated things in a simple way. Yeah. And I always knew that I was good at writing and words. And so you know, for me, this career is what we say energetically correct because it allows me to do all those things. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. And were, what were you like as a child? Were you quite intuitive as a child? You know, I don't think I was at all. I mean, I wasn't connected to it for sure, mm -hmm. but I was very quiet and very observant. And I was always, you know, what you were saying about it makes you understand people more. I yes. just never understood how there wasn't more understanding in the world. Like I never got how you know, how do we know how to understand people? Why are we all different? That was something that was always on my mind growing up, just being a little, I guess, confused about how we were all supposed to sort of like cooperate with each other. So that probably, you know, explains why I'm, I'm now doing this. Yes, definitely. And have you ever had an interest in astrology at all? Yeah, I discovered astrology when I was 23 mm -hmm. and before that I was very funny enough I was like very atheistic very logical mm -hmm. love science didn't believe in any of this more woo woo stuff until I went to an astrology reading a friend recommended to me and I was not open to it at all but this woman read me like an open book and then I sort of had to admit okay there's, there's obviously something to it 
and and from there that's when I so that was 10 years ago and um you know from there I will try any of these different modalities and and you know sort of assess whether they you know feel right and take the best out of it and sort of leave the rest and it, it all starts to sort of add up when you explore it without necessarily committing to it fully from from the beginning and just if something resonates you, you resonates with you, you you sort of keep it definitely and do you think it's quite a good idea to get your astrology chart done if you are really interested in human design do you think the two work really well together so for example um, yeah. if you know you're a projector and then you know you're a pisces and you know what um, mm. sign your moon's in and that type of thing do you think it works well together or do you think that you can just go for one or the other if something is sort of calling with you know just the description of it and you feel called towards it i think it's always a good thing and i think the most important thing is that you go to a source of information that you think is aligned and maybe not acting out of posturing or ego or validation or any of that sort of thing. Because I think there is, you know, you do get that sometimes in the spiritual community and mm-hmm. we don't maybe necessarily talk about that enough, but I'm a big fan of, I really believe that if you go to a source that is in integrity, then all the different modalities you could be using, whether you're going to see an energy healer or a Reiki person or human design or astrology, if you're talking to someone who's aligned, they're always going to tell you the same thing anyway, right? Like if there's only one truth with a capital T and a good healer, reader, advisor, whatever, is just someone who's going to get out of their own way enough to get you the information that is that is true and channel that in for you. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm a huge fan of astrology personally. I think it's incredible and actually human design really pulls on astrology one aspect of astrology as well as pulling on the chakra system the kabbalah and the chinese eating so it's like a blend of different things um all sort of work together wow that's amazing and Mm. i know jenna that you're really good at your self-care and looking after yourself what are your daily self-care rituals that you do so I, not every single day, but I try to do meditation. Mm-hmm. I do the Joe you know who Joe Dispenza is? Yes. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I try to do his meditations because I mean, they just make you feel incredible yes. and they really get you in a positive space energetically as well as mentally. Mm-hmm. Um, what human design is he? Sorry to interrupt you. Do you know what I human design? Know. No, I'd I be really interested to find that out. Me too. I think he's a total genius and he's someone yes. who's, really coming at it from the scientific point of view because mm-hmm. he's built up so much evidence of you know he does brain scans on people as they're meditating and he's done thousands and thousands of people and they really go deep into the different brain waves that they can generate from different tones of voice different words all these different kinds of things so it really is incredible yeah would you guess he's um, a manifester do you feel that that's I don't know okay. he could be yeah, yeah maybe yeah he's creating a movement so <laughs> yeah definitely for sure um that's a good guess I like that <laughs> so I do I try to do Joe Dispenza as you know many times as I can but they're quite long so I don't always get around to it but I'm quite fluid because my human design is inconsistent so I try not to be too rigid with my routine and then I also I mean I use I do the gua sha and the face massage, which I, I just kind of like use the ones that I see you do. And I try to do those every day. I do the forehead one where you roll like uh, one knuckle up the middle of the forehead for a minute. I do that one a lot when I kind of feel like I'm looking at my phone too much. And mm-hmm. um, I do the brows. I have your book, so I do a couple of those things. And mm-hmm. I always, you know, put on an oil first. And then sometimes I'll do the gua sha. 
I think um, I'm beginning to realize how much tension we hold in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's definitely something I'm super aware of. And sometimes I'll just be watching TV and I'll do like a couple of just different exercises just like that with clean hands. So I do that. And um, other than that, I'm, I'm pretty simple with, with everything else. But I try to just, I think the biggest thing that I do for self-care is I'm, I try to notice whenever I have a negative thought and I try to turn it around and try and be aware of it and talk myself out of it or change it really quickly. Yeah. Um, because I think that's, you know, really being able to, you know, being your own guru or being your own authority or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Almost sometimes I almost think of like nannying myself, mm-hmm. right? Like being conscious of where I'm sort of getting in my way and, and, you know, just pulling myself out of it instantaneously or choosing a better thought, choosing a new way of seeing things that to me is like sort of my ultimate my ultimate self-care but I try and get a lot of sleep as well and I eat very well so getting the basics really good rather than doing too many extra things definitely that all makes complete sense and what I'd love to just talk through as our final thing today is Mm -hmm. something which is obviously at the forefront of everybody's mind at the moment which is this lockdown or quarantine that we're in Mm -hmm. and the pandemic that we've got worldwide now in terms of human design with the five different types, how mm-hmm. do you think, maybe you could just briefly take us through each of those five types and just give us a little bit of advice about how we can better either look after ourselves or just feel more comfortable in this situation we're in or overcome the mm-hmm. fear or just live in this uncertainty or in this excitement of change, whichever way you may be looking at it. Would you be able to do that for us? Yeah, so there's a lot of different things aside from just your energy type that would be telling you more about what you should be, I guess, like optimizing right now, what you should be doing with your time, with your energy. The number one thing I would look at for this is profile, which is those numbers, like how you said you're a five one. Yeah. And there are there are twelve different profiles and essentially they're like archetypes, like personality archetypes. And so different profiles will, will be reacting differently and have different ways that they want to be getting their gifts out, different things that they're natural at or the different things different ways to learn as well so looking at your profile would be very um, important and actually what I mainly do now I started off doing just one-on-one reading but what I mainly do now is we have videos online uh, on my site which is jennazoe.com where it will break down for you you almost get like a custom reading from me if you have let's say you're a generator you're a 5-1 and you're a sacral authority you would do the generator video the 5-1 video the sacral authority video and that's, you know, a very accessible, affordable way of getting you much more information than I'd be able to get someone in an hour with all the explanation. So what I tell everyone to do right now is that we have so much free time on our hands at the moment. Well, some of us, and obviously I know some people who are like homeschooling and doing, you know, a ton of stuff with kids will also have less time. But with whatever free time you have at the moment where, you know, you're maybe not seeing friends on a Friday night and doing a ton of things on Saturday, like it's a really good time to get in with and to try and get to know yourself better from a purely sort of like also mechanical place, right? Like there's, there's obviously so much room for getting to know yourself emotionally too, but when you know how to optimize your machine, that's when you really will see, okay, well, I can maybe put in one and get 10 back instead of previously I was putting in 10 and getting nine back, right? Yeah. So it's a really good time to get to know how you work and to try to practice it. Um, and there'll be so many different facets of your design that you'd want to take into account. But obviously, but honestly, you know, just even getting to know one side of it and really trying to live that would really um, help people too. 
That makes sense completely. And it is such an important time to go inward. I think whether you've got so much free time on your hands or like my situation at the moment where I feel like I've got a lot less time (laughs) on my hands, I think it is just about going inwards and thinking about what self-care we can do and actually looking that there's a reason for all of this happening and we need to embrace it rather than fight against it and I think that that is so so important and find ways to accept it as well make sense of it and I think by sort of understanding our human design that really will help guide us through understanding Mm -hmm. and guide us through how we have to live within this moment for sure absolutely so obviously going to do one of your online courses is perfect. So before that, Jenna, do people have to actually find out what their energy type is? And can you tell us how to do that? And then they go across to you and do one of your courses. Is that is that what you'd recommend? Yeah. So the website you go to to get your uh, to get your design is you go to mybodygraph.com. You mm-hmm. put in your birth details, your birth time, birth place and birthday. And it's very important to get your birth time exact so if you don't have it to hand you can call the hospital you're born at or you can get it locally from your sort of like local government office they will keep records as well Mm -hmm. and um essentially then you put all that information and it will spit out a chart and it will on the right hand side it will say chart properties and that's when it will say energy type is this authority is this profile is that and so with that information you take it um to my website jenna zoe and pick exactly the things that pertain to you and put them all together like a diy custom custom super individualized reading of who you are how you're meant to eat how you're meant to sleep all these different things and that's what uh that's sort of my offering to the world where i help people understand how they're meant to operate best i love that that's amazing and just before we finish would you be able to share with us your top tip for inner peace Oh, that's a good one. I think the the number one thing is probably to not judge yourself for your perceived quote unquote flaws. I think so much of the time we don't want to look at our flaws because there's so much shame attached to, oh, if you have a bad thing about you, then you're an unworthy person. But what I find is that if you can, from a place of being really nice to yourself, look at those things and admit those things and realize that they don't mean anything about who you are or your validity as a person, then they just become things that can actually help you overcome those said traits and actually to become a better version of yourself. But I think the number one thing that stops us is that we don't want to see because we're afraid of what, what they might mean. So I think being really kind to yourself and really forgiving to yourself in the process and not taking your traits as personally as the world has maybe told you to take them to you, I think that it gives you a lot of inner peace because you're not running from your darkness all the time or or needing to put all this pressure on yourself to be a perfect person in your own eyes or in the eyes of other people and you just it feels a lot more it's very grounding to get to that place where you can grow without shaming wow that's the best advice thank you jenna and if people want to follow you on instagram facebook where can they find you yeah i'm on instagram just jenna zoe so j-e-n-n-a-z-o-e.com uh, sorry, that's my website, but my Instagram is the same, J-E-N-N-A-Z-O-E. And we have a Facebook group called Human Design with Jenna Zoe, where you can meet sort of like-minded people, get advice, uh, discuss various aspects of charts and, and sort of troubleshoot with people that are um, part of our community as well. Amazing. Thank you, Jenny. You've been such a great guest and shared so much wisdom with us. I feel like everyone is going to go straight to your website now and find (laughs) out exactly what their human design type is. So thank you so, so much. 
thank you, Danielle, for having me. It was such a pleasure to finally chat to you. And, and we've been going back and forth about this for so long. And I'm like so, so happy that we got to do this. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you'd like more information on face yoga or you'd like to become a face yoga teacher, just head to our website, faceyogaexpert.com for more information. If you'd like to do a regular structured daily face yoga program to get the best results, you can either use one of my apps, just search Danielle Collins on your app store, or you can use my book, just search Danielle Collins Face Yoga on Amazon. And thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to seeing you again next time.